Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The Solution Radio Show will help you to grow in your relationship with God as your Heavenly Father. Your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg as he shares God's Word with us today. God bless you, and welcome to The Solution. This week, being the week before we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, I thought we'd take a look at Jesus Christ as our Passover lamb and what that means to us today. Jesus Christ, he is God's solution for mankind's redemption. Well, why did we need to be redeemed? We needed to be redeemed because of the fall of man, Adam, in the Garden of Eden many thousands of years ago. And at that time of Adam's disobedience, man died. What did man lose in his death in the garden? Initially, immediately, in that very day, Adam lost spirit. He lost his relationship with God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Adam and Eve were then cast out of the garden, and eventually down the line their body and their soul also died. The great, great loss for mankind was that he had lost spirit. It was also a tremendous loss for God, for he no longer had the fellowship he desired when he first gave life to Adam and Eve. So God began to put into motion his plan to redeem mankind with the perfect man, the Lord Jesus Christ, in order that man might once again be able to have spirit and a restored relationship with the Most High God. John the Baptist, he recognized that Jesus Christ was the Lamb of God. Let's begin by reading here in the Gospel of John, if you have your Bible handy and would like to follow along. Uh, John chapter 1, uh, verse 29 is where we'll begin. It says here, The next day John sees Jesus coming unto him and says, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. John calls Jesus the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. What sin would God's Lamb remove? He would remove the sin of Adam, which resides in all of mankind. The sin of Adam is what caused mankind's separation from God. Remember that great verse in John chapter 3. We've read it so, so many times. Verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Jesus Christ, his Son, should not perish, but have everlasting life. All through the Old Testament, leading up to the coming of the Messiah, the Lamb of God, there were animal sacrifices. And these animal sacrifices, they pointed to the eventual perfect sacrifice, which is found in Jesus Christ. The animal sacrifices, they were just temporary substitutes. These animal sacrifices could never restore an eternal relationship between man and God. They were a reminder of what God would do when he sent his son. Let's look at the book of Hebrews chapter 9. We'll start here in verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, Jesus, his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats, and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean, if it sanctifies to the purifying of the flesh, 
Verse 14, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, how much more shall he purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Jesus Christ, he didn't enter the presence of God presenting the blood of bulls and goats. He entered into the presence of his heavenly Father with his own perfect, spotless blood. By presenting his sinless blood, he obtained eternal redemption for every single one of us, all mankind. He was a complete sacrifice that purchased mankind from the evil one, the devil. Jesus Christ restored what had been lost by Adam. And he also cleansed our conscience from dead works in order that we might serve the living God. The law of Moses and the sacrifices, those reminded man of his need for a Savior. Jesus Christ is that Savior. For those who have accepted Christ, the old nature, the reminder of one's ruined state and sin, is no longer to dwell in the mind of those saved. The blood of Christ, it has even cleansed the conscience of what was a deplorable state. Because of the cleansing of our very conscience and the giving of Holy Spirit from God to man, we now can serve the living God. Continuing in Hebrews chapter 9, let's look at verse 22. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. Let's look at that same verse from Hebrews 9, verse 22 in the Amplified Bible. In fact, under the law, Almost everything is purified by means of blood, and without the shedding of blood there is neither release from sin and its guilt, nor the remission of the due and merited punishment for sins. Wow! It is by the shedding of the innocent, perfect blood of Jesus Christ that we are cleansed, and not only that, we are released from sin and its guilt. Only God could have come up with this plan of salvation. Only the love of the Creator could make this available, and He has. Hebrews, uh, verse 25 here in Hebrews chapter 9. Nor yet that He should offer Himself, often talking about Jesus Christ, as the high priest enters into the holy place every year with blood of others. So what's that telling us here? Well, every year with the Israelites, the high priest went into the Holy of Holies to present the blood of animals to atone for the sins of people. This entrance of the priest was temporary on a yearly basis, and it only covered, it did not cleanse. Look at verse 26. Jesus Christ cleansed. Verse 26. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Verse 27 and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Jesus Christ only once offered his blood as the payment for all mankind for all time. He put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. It says, For the law, 
having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. In other words, the sacrifices of the Old Testament in the law of Moses could never make God's people perfect or complete. The law was a shadow or an outline of things to come in the perfection to be found in Jesus. The sacrifices of the Old Testament, they pointed to the need for man's redemption. Hebrews chapter 10, let's read verse 9. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He takes away the first, and that first is referring to the first covenant of the Old Testament sacrifices and the offerings. Continuing in the verse, that he may establish the second. And the second here is referring to the second covenant through his son, Jesus Christ. Verse 10, by God's will, we are sanctified or set apart through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standing daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. Only the offering of the life of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, takes away sins. Any and all other sacrifices today by men are meaningless in the sight of God, and they do absolutely nothing to cleanse the heart and the life of an individual. That is only available through the accomplished work of Jesus Christ. Continuing here in Hebrews 10, let's go to verse 12 and read uh, verses 12 through 14. But this man, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Verse 14, For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified or set apart. By the one offering of his life, he has perfected or made complete forever those that are set apart by believing on Jesus Christ. What freedom we truly have in Christ. Many Christians, much of the time, sadly, are bound up by the cares of this world and the fears that men fear. It could only be because they do not know their complete redemption from the bondage of sin, which is found in Christ and Christ alone. God desires his people to know the freedom that they have in Christ. Those of us that know have a responsibility to share the gospel, the good news of the freedom that is found in Christ. Let's continue on here in Hebrews, verse 15. Whereof the Holy Spirit also is a witness to us. For after that he had said before, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. <laughs> your sins and your lawlessness God no longer remembers. He chooses to forget because of the accomplished work of Jesus Christ. Does that hit home in your heart? Jesus Christ is a complete substitute in the payment for your penalty of sin and lawlessness. Complete! The bill's been paid. It was paid in the life and the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. Quit beating yourself up for your past. If God no longer remembers your sins, why? Why would you want to dwell on your past mistakes and shortcomings? 
Why would you want to hold on to in your heart and your mind the evil of the past, whether it be yesterday or 20, 40, 60 years ago? Psalm 103 says that God has cast our sin as far as the east is from the west. The east and the west never meet. His mercy is everlasting. It's forever. Now verse 18 in Hebrews, Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. There is no more an offering for sin. Jesus Christ is a complete Savior. We now have boldness and confidence to enter into the very presence of God, and that's because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. It is not by your good works or my good works. It's by the good work of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ truly is God's plan of the ages. It's only in him that man's salvation is found. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Absolutely no man can come unto the Father, unto the one true God, except by Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, let's look at uh, the second half of verse 7. For even Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. What was the significance of the first Passover to the Israelites? While still in Egypt, before departing from Egypt, God instructed the children of Israel to slay and eat a lamb of the first year, and then to sprinkle their doorposts with its blood, that the destroying angel, seeing the blood, would pass over their dwelling and spare the firstborn. This Passover sacrifice was then continued yearly on the 14th day of the month of Nisan, the fifth month of the Israelite year, and it was performed in remembrance of the first Passover. The Passover pointed to the complete and perfect Son of God as mankind's Passover lamb for all eternity. Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation or your vain manner of life, received by tradition, from your fathers. But we have been redeemed, verse 19, with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. We have been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We'll continue with the Solution Radio Show today as we look at Jesus Christ as our Passover lamb after this short break. Please take the time to visit our website www.thesolutionradioshow.com John posted a comment on the Solution Radio Show website that said, Loved your teaching. This knowledge of who we are in Christ is so vitally important to us. What an amazing privilege we have to reconcile people back to our loving Father. God bless you. John is one of many listeners that we hear from here at the Solution Radio Show. If you send a donation of any amount, we will send you a copy of Volume 1, God's Magnificent Goodness. Volume 1 contains the first 14 teaching segments of the Solution Radio Show, along with discussion questions at the end of each chapter. Volume 1 may be used as an individual or group study guide. 
Help to make a difference by supporting The Solution Radio Show with your donation. Visit thesolutionradioshow.com and click the Donate button today. This is The Solution Radio Show, exploring God's solution for all mankind for all time, Jesus Christ, with your host, Greg Backus. Before the break, we saw from 1 Peter chapter 1 that Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb and that we have been redeemed by his precious blood. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 5. I'd like to read here through uh, verses 12 through 21, and I'm going to read from the Phillips New Testament translation. So Romans chapter 5, verse 12, This then is what happened. Sin made its entry into the world through one man, Adam, and through sin, death. The entail, or demand of sin and death, passed on to the whole human race, and no one could break it, for no one was himself free from sin. Sin, you see, was in the world long before the law, though I suppose, technically speaking, it was not sin where there was no law to define it. Nevertheless, in spite of that, death, the complement of sin, held sway over mankind, from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sin was quite unlike Adam's. Adam, the first man, corresponds in some degree to the man who has to come. Verse 15, But the gift of God through Christ is a very different matter from the account rendered through the sin of Adam. For while as a result of one man's sin, Adam, death by natural consequence became the common lot of men. It was by the generosity of God, the free giving of the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, that the love of God overflowed for the benefit of all men. Nor is the effect of God's gift the same as the effect of that one man's sin. For in the one case, one man's sin, Adam, brought its inevitable judgment, and the result was condemnation. But in the other Countless men's sins are met with the free gift of grace, and the result is justification before God. Verse 17, and we're in Romans chapter 5 of the Phillips New Testament is where I'm reading from. For if one man's offense meant that men should be slaves to death all their lives, it is a far greater thing that through another man, Jesus Christ, Men, by their acceptance of his more than sufficient grace and righteousness, should live all their lives like kings. Verse 18, we see then that as one act of sin exposed the whole race of men to God's judgment and condemnation, so one act of perfect righteousness presents all men freely acquitted in the sight of God. One man's disobedience, Adam, placed all men under the threat of condemnation. But one man's obedience, Jesus Christ, has the power to present all men righteous before God. Now we find that the law keeps slipping into the picture to point the vast extent of sin. Yet, though sin is shown to be wide and deep, thank God His grace is wider and deeper still. The whole outlook changes. Sin used to be the master of men and in the end handed them over to death. 
Now grace is the ruling factor, with righteousness as its purpose, and its end, the bringing of men to the eternal life of God through Jesus Christ. Well, praise God. What a loving Heavenly Father we have. What a gracious and kind God that he would supply the redemption that mankind needed through Jesus Christ. It's wonderfully clear for us to see the deliverance that is found in Christ's obedience to his Heavenly Father. And it could only be by God's grace, God's undeserved favor, because of his great love for each and every one of us. He loves you so much. It cost him his only begotten son. It cost us nothing other than to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, to believe that God raised him from the dead, and then to confess him as Lord of our life. What a great merciful father we have. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision, by that which is called the circumcision the Israelites in the flesh, made by hands, that at that time in the past we were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were afar off are made near by the blood of Christ. For he, Jesus Christ, is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, between the Jew and the Gentile. He abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of two, one new man, so making peace. Those of us today that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, we are a part of that one new man, the body of Christ. And there is peace, peace with one another and peace with God. Continuing in Ephesians 2 verse 16, And that he, Jesus Christ, might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were near. For through him, through Jesus, we both, we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Adam in the garden had unhindered access to his Creator. You and I today, through the accomplished work of Jesus Christ, have unhindered access by the Spirit unto the Father. What a joy, what a privilege, what a life we have to live. Verse 19 says, Now therefore you're no longer a stranger and a foreigner, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. And we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. God has chosen men and women to be his habitation through all eternity by way of the Spirit. And it is available through the accomplished work of the Lord Jesus Christ.
Let's close here in the Gospel of John, John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, through Jesus Christ, might be saved. That's why Jesus Christ came. His life, his death, his resurrection, and his sending of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, that is the pinnacle point of all human history. Jesus Christ has affected all mankind. His life is the standard by which all lives are judged. For those who believe on Jesus Christ as their substitute for sin and its consequences, their lives are judged in Christ's death and resurrection unto eternal life. Those who do not believe or refuse to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, their lives are judged by their imperfect works. And there is no work of man that can measure up to the standard required of a perfect God. The end result being eternal separation from the one true God. Believing in Jesus Christ, you have nothing to lose. You have everything to gain. I remember when my kids were little and I'd give them money so they could buy me a birthday present. They could not provide for themselves. They didn't have a job. They didn't have money. But I had the ability, I had the resources to give them what they needed in order that they could purchase a gift to give back to me. Well, God has supplied the money, figuratively speaking. God supplied the payment to redeem you and I from the sin nature that we inherited through Adam as well as the fruit of that nature, sins. God's supply, his perfect son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our Passover lamb. I thank God for his love for each and every one of us. Thank you for joining us on The Solution Radio Show. Be sure to visit thesolutionradioshow.com where you may re-listen to all of our previous shows at your convenience. You can email me at greg at thesolutionradioshow.com. Our mailing address is The Solution, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Once again, the address, The Solution, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. The Solution Radio Show archives are available at thesolutionradioshow.com along with resources to encourage and help in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at thesolutionradioshow.com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.